Black and he had a moustache kind of thing. That's all I can remember. the Don't Jump the Shark podcast. I'm Ross, and here's the Michael Caine mentor character to my sexy, sultry, Sandra Bullock, Grant. Ross, you are so fucking ugly. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now that you've taken off your glasses and wiped the pizza off your face, you truly are a better person. That was all it took, Grant. <laughs> so if you hadn't guessed... This episode's film is Miss Congeniality. Here's what we do every time. Take a film that's good up to a point and then goes too far. We'll talk you through the film and point out that jump the shark moment where we feel it goes off the deep end. Could be five minutes in, could be five minutes from the end. As always, we locked ourselves in a hotel room with Michael Caine (laughs) sarcastically waxing our bikini lens (laughs) and studied the film separately so we have no way of knowing each other's chosen shark jumping moment. So I've got a question for you this week, Ross. Oh, go ahead. What are you doing here? (laughs) It's me, Tom Cruise. (laughs) Which Hollywood celebrity would you force a makeover upon? I I would quite like to force a makeover on that ugly, ugliest sin person that is Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what happens when you polish something that's already that polished. (laughs) Does he, like, turn into a black neutron hole or something? Same reason Ryan Gosling. (laughs) (laughs) No, my one is uh, Melanie Griffiths. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I think I could make her beautiful again. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to do the synopsis this time, aren't you, Ross? Yes, I am. (laughs) As a beauty pageant presenter? Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's film... An FBI agent must go undercover in the Miss United States beauty pageant to prevent a group from bombing the event. Oh no. <laughs> so Grant, who are the the beautiful swans and the ugly ducklings in this particular production? <laughs> Director Donald Petrie. Dish. <laughs> or possibly Donald <clears throat> Petrich my writing's not very good uh, grumpy old man as in he's rich in pets <laughs> I, I am overflowing with hamsters that's a common name in Serbia you racist <laughs> but they are pet rich there <laughs> so yeah Donald Petrich Petrie he did Grumpy Old Man he did How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days oh Stone Cold Classic and Gene Hackman's last film Welcome to Mooseport really? classic some writers do you mean last film as in he's dead now? no as in he's retired <laughs> calm yourself I was getting worried there so some writers for you three in fact Jesus three writers Mark Lawrence who is 
Hugh Grant's go-to guy. That's right, yeah. <laughs> He's done two weeks' notice, music and lyrics. Did you hear about the Morgans? <laughs> Solid CV there, Mr. Lawrence. <laughs> Hugh Grantastic. <laughs> Katie Ford. Uh, she's worked on Rugrats and Family Ties. Something called To Live For. I didn't really like anything from her CV, to be entirely honest. And Karen Lucas. That's weird. Ford and Lucas. Mm. We're doing Star Wars all over again. Uh, happily divorced, a TV thing. The nanny. <laughs> I wish it was Mister Nanny. Yeah. Go again. And she did something called "What I Like About You." Nice. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a nice. I found about a compliment. <laughs> Do you want some stars? Seeing as how we haven't heard of anything that those writers. Have done. Uh, Sandra Bullock's uh, Bullock. <laughs> Uh, speed give she, me what I need <laughs> she's taken or she's <laughs> that's the Billy Edo title song from the film Speed oh yeah it's yeah, pretty good she's also in Demolition Man which is great yes fantastic film get your three seashells out never never appear on this <laughs> she's also in something which I have forcibly added to the Don't Jump the Shark list Paul Haggis's Crash Oh, what really? a piece of shit. <laughs> Not a fan of you. No. Michael Caine? Of course. The Dark Knight? Yep. The Man Who Would Be King? Yep. Jaws 4? No. <laughs> Interesting fact, when he... We should maybe say this for the Jaws 4 episode. <laughs> he couldn't go and accept his Oscar for Hannah and Her Sisters, which he won, because he was too busy filming Jaws 4. <laughs> Poor guy. Now, Benjamin Bratt... Yes. The slimy creep <laughs> arsehole it is. <laughs> he, I'm kind of creepy. He was in Demolition Man as well. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. He liked the hot dog song, if I remember correctly. Little team up there. Little yeah. re-team. With the, the bollocks brat. <laughs> Dream team. Is that like a hybrid name like Brangelina? <laughs> he was also in Law and Order. He was, for a long time, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And he was in Catwoman. You seen Catwoman? Oh, somebody had to be green. <laughs> All I remember at Catwoman is it's green and it's orange. Sometimes it's green, sometimes it's orange. <laughs> uh, Candice Bergen's in this too. Famous for being Murphy Brown. She's in Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she is. <laughs> and she's in a film which I'm not sure is if it's about a homosexual member of the sea or not, but it's called The Day the Fish Came Out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty good though. <laughs> was it the rainbow trout? <laughs> Solid. That was a good joke. Solid joke. <laughs> okay, are you ready to make your way down the walkway? Wait, wait, wait. Are we not mentioning Ernie Hudson? No. Ernie Hudson. You've got your four. I didn't even mention William Shatner, my favourite actor in the world. He would be on the list before Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson, true, true. What films has Ernie Hudson been in? Well. He plays a gardener with learning difficulties in The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) So it's another solid performance. I've really got to see that film now, don't I? Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you want to see Q from Star Trek, Molesta Girl, it's the film for you. (laughs) This seems like a pretty messed up film, like, having not seen it. (laughs) Okay, let's go. Okay, flashback. Although we don't know it's a flashback. <laughs> New Jersey, 1982, Grant. Where were you? I was two years old. <laughs> Not in New Jersey. I was minus six. <laughs> <laughs> you 
You were minus six when you were minus four? Nope. Solid maths there, Ross. You were born in 1986? Yep. That's four years? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm cutting this episode, so I'm leaving that in. <laughs> yeah, but what you don't understand is that I, I, didn't, I didn't count my years until <laughs> I was two. two. I couldn't count, Grant. I mean, how was I supposed to keep track? <laughs> so... Ugliness is not her issue, though. Everyone's gone on about how ugly this little kid is. Violence is her issue. <laughs> she's beating up kids left, right and centre. Just for pointing out she's an ugly dork. She's an independent woman, Grant. <laughs> she can put up, beat up whom she likes. <laughs> That's the lesson she's going to learn from Michael Kay and later. You can, be, you can beat up whoever you like. <laughs> she beats up who I originally thought was the young Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, yeah. So it does kind of look like a young Benjamin Bratt. Yeah, you can kind of see that. And then you She's know. certainly got a type. <laughs> you know later on that's definitely going to be the romantic interest. <laughs> yeah. So it cuts to the future and she's wearing almost the same glasses. <laughs> the future. Or the present. <laughs> I'm not going to get lectured by you on that. <laughs> At least I know when I was born. It is the future. <laughs> she's got a camera book. <laughs> so let's, for the rest of this, pretend this is in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's not just got a camera hidden in this book, Grant. She's got a monitor as well, and nobody's noticed that she's spent all that time on the exact same page. Yeah. <laughs> Poor girl, she's been sat there for four hours. <laughs> she must be really struggling with a big word. And who shows up? Emily Hudson. Winston Zedmore. Yes. <laughs> Hollywood's underused side man of choice. Because <laughs> Boston makes him feel good. <laughs> and that's exactly what he does do in a little bit, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they decide to bust in and break up a... Is it a Russian disc deal? And you know what I don't like of this bit? What's that? She comes up and makes a Three Stooges joke. Four of them at the table. Can't do maths either, Grant. <laughs> yeah. It's because she was too busy beating up children at school. <laughs> <laughs> She's always suspended. <laughs> What's three plus three? I don't know. Punch to the face. <laughs> Take that, teacher. Did you did, did you notice that although there was a camera in the book, it wasn't as steady a shot as the binocular shot you hate, though? Oh, did, it was no. a wobbly shot. It was good. It was good. And then it comes up with a line not so long after that, saying, produced by Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock's. Mm-hmm. So, how much work do you reckon she actually <laughs> Do you reckon she is? I mean, she's notably, you know, quite rich. Mm-hmm. So do you reckon she did put like quite a lot of effort in it? I would think so. Hey, she does. She does put a lot of effort in her performance in this. You know? Yeah, yeah, she's really good in this. I think. Yeah. So you know, it's not good though. It's the credits. It's the worst credits we've seen since Jingle All the Way. Oh, they were pretty bad. <laughs> in and terms of style, you mean? In terms of style, because the style is wedding video. <laughs> <laughs> or wedding invitation, perhaps. <laughs> Yeah, kind of sets it up as chick flick esque, doesn't it? I guess you've got to think about that soon, no, don't you, Ross? <laughs> don't mention <laughs> newly and happily engaged Ross Livingston. <laughs> don't mention it. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> I'm off the market, boys. I mean, girls. <laughs> I'm off the market, Pierce Brosnan and Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, no, I'm definitely on the market. For you know the uh, lesbian waitress that Sandra Bullock hugs at this bit? Yeah. How <laughs> do we know she's a lesbian? It's <laughs> <laughs> just my assumption. <laughs> she is a genuine uggo. 
<laughs> it could have really been like the main star of this film if this film was actually to make proper sense for what. Yeah, you would have something who was genuinely very ugly. Because <clears throat> I just, I'm just putting this out here right now. Even when she's in her dorky, I'm just wearing a suit mode. And I have a monobrow. I so would fuck. Sandra <laughs> Bullock in this film. Yeah. It, t- it takes somebody to look beyond that, doesn't it, Grant? <laughs> Good guys, like you and I. <laughs> Hear that, Sandra? <laughs> we, see, we see beyond the monobrow. <laughs> to the ex- extraordinarily hot supermodel <laughs> with the yes, buried body, underneath. Yeah. <laughs> buried under a very slight layer of film. <laughs> Buried under a jacket that's just one size too big for her. <laughs> Boys throughout her whole life just tell her that she looks bad, don't they? Yeah, they do. And, and, and this happens after the, the big the big fight scene that ensues. When well, it, yeah. Are you talking about the, the Heimlich manoeuvre? Yeah, not long after that, yeah. Because I like that a bit because um, she just heads straight for the Heimlich. There's something quite desperate about it. It's yeah. like she's not going to ask if he's okay or slap or his slap back. Or his back. <laughs> she just rushes straight in for the Heimlich. It's like, I just want to be close to his cock. <laughs> it's a bold assumption. I'm going to just stop that. I just want to be close to him. <laughs> I know what she's thinking. I see through that monobrow. That monobrowed mind of hers. The movie What Women Want was based on you, of course, wasn't it, Grant? <laughs> And your ability to hear women's minds. (laughs) And Mel Gibson sees voice of her. Hey, look at that sugar tits over there. (laughs) Could you imagine that if your conscience was just Mel Gibson? (laughs) How much you'd get away with. (laughs) That's fine, don't worry about it, it's a Jew. (laughs) You can drink drive all you like. (laughs) So an officer gets shot because of her. Yeah, yeah. And her first aid negligence. <laughs> yeah. If she followed the proper procedure, none of this would have happened. She wouldn't have been close enough. He wouldn't have been able to get a knife and hold it against her. And so Benjamin Bratt shows up, the biggest creep in the history of cinema. <laughs> One of the first things he says to her is, you look like hell. Like, yeah, she just inadvertently caused someone's death. Maybe a few words of sympathy for us. <laughs> you slimy creep. <laughs> It's it, it's over the top, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's making a whole. It's not just making a point. It's hammering at home, isn't it? Speaking of hammering at home. <laughs> no, no, we're not talking about the sex scene. <laughs> um, what I was thinking of is how much Sandra Bullock's apartment hammers at home that she's like a single eight slightly manly woman mm. with her gun posters and her boxing bag and her microwave <laughs> meals. <laughs> She's every single man's dream. <laughs> Is that what you have in your manly apartment, Grant? <laughs> I do, yeah, I do. Because I am a manly man. <laughs> what really cracks me up as well about her apartment is she starts listening to rap music, but it's rap music sung by a girl. And I didn't yeah. know that existed. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard it. And it's it's not exactly like really aggressive, like little Kim or something like that. You know, it's just it's just kind of like white girl rap music. Is it talking about puppies and chocolate? <laughs> it's like a breakdown you'd hear in an Avril Lavigne song. Uh, did you also notice um, when she holds the Everlast logo at the screen? Yes. <laughs> product placement. I'll just spin it round so that it's facing the front, <laughs> and then put my head next to it as if to say, "You buy Everlast." You could get a girl like me. 
who can punch a punch bag for less than 10 seconds, let's be honest, Grant. <laughs> and their name's revealed at this bit. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is this about where they... Oh, is this... The name on everyone's lips is Gracie. <laughs> She's Gracie Hart. That's right. Gracie Hart Flowerbush or something? Is that not what her name is? Later <laughs> on? It's some ridiculous like that. It's a total Hollywood name anyway. Yeah. And the number's 555. <laughs> <laughs> so we get some angry cooking as well. <laughs> she puts stuff in the microwave angrily. Because of course that's what you do when you're angry. You don't just kind of sit and fizz. <laughs> she, she stabs the top with a fork angrily. <laughs> But then we get some paper clipping exposition, don't we? Yes. <laughs> Which is the classic bad guy shot of hands and then a pan over some other paper clipping shots that reveal how evil they are and what <laughs> their name is usually and the deeds they've done previously. <laughs> Although she pulls a pretty evil manoeuvre at this bit, eh? It's like siren on, parking wherever she likes. Oh, and the next scene, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get herself some coffee. See if Barack Obama pulled that shit. That'd be all over the papers. <laughs> He's the president. <laughs> He's got more respect than that. He would wait in line. It's, it's an easy joke, isn't it? It's that whole like abusing police powers. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. They've got the lights on because they're going to the chippy type thing. <laughs> Can I uh, stop the podcast dead for a minute to make a visual joke? <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, hey, that ransom note she gets. Did E.E. E. Cummings write that? Because <laughs> the letters are all over the place, you see. <laughs> <laughs> that is far too intellectual joke. <laughs> you were just laughing at the Cummings name, weren't you? <laughs> so, how many how many comedies do we know that are on the trail of a serial killer, Grant? Well, there's the Silence of the Lambs and there's this. <laughs> That was a comedy, right? I laughed all the way through that. <laughs> Hopkins' performance. <laughs> she talks to Winston some. Yeah. <laughs> Does she tell him about the Twinkie? <laughs> I'm scared of Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, that guy, that guy wasn't Winston, was it? Thinking about the guy in Die Hard, when he's just like, I just want a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> Such a racist, Ross. Well, that's what I'm saying. I know you're diehard. Wasn't that guy? Know you're diehard and know you're Ghostbusters. <laughs> it's black and he had a mustache. Girl. That's, all <laughs> I, that's all I can remember. <laughs> I'm fitting out of the stuff. <laughs> she's she's a bit of a slob, isn't she? She goes to the bar to eat ice cream. She has an amo- a, an amazing an amazing dinner, though, doesn't she? That burger looks amazing. Oh. Onion rings. No one with that physique is Chips. eating that burger. And then a pint, a pint grant of ice cream. No way. <laughs> I couldn't even drink a pint of milk. Did you notice the sauce on her shirt as well? Oh, sloppy. She, she is such a slob grant. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> she does make a good joke of this bit though, where she says, she's talking about the ice cream, she's like, I'm going to get chip faced. <laughs> like that. Yeah. That joke made me drink. who brings ice cream to a bar though I mean it's hers she's brought it from home (laughs) yeah I've never been have you ever been to a pub where you you can go to the bar and be like can I get a pint of ice cream (laughs) I wish that pub existed (laughs) they realise that well the cops come in to be kind of sexist and unfunny to her yeah yeah (laughs) and show off some girls it's not just a babe fest 
Hey, remember the Alamo? <laughs> oh, these guys are hilarious. <laughs> I think my least favourite part of this film, I'm going to be up front with this, is the the cartoon cops who just are there to look Bunk. at women and go, Ooga! <laughs> Background filler, right? Because hmm. th- that, that happens in the next scene, doesn't it? After they realise that they kind of get to the point of it's it's a threat against a beauty pageant and one of them going to have to go undercover. She knows all the answers. Every single question, she knows the answer immediately. Benjamin Bratt's like, oh, oh, let's defer to her for everything. I hate women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he, he gets put in charge of the case, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, she comes out with all the answers, does all the planning, and he just kind of takes credit at the end. What well, ball, Grant. Yeah. <laughs> then they decide to objectify some women with technology. Oh, it is in the near future because this technology is still yet to be invented <laughs> this app yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is make people naked except for a beauty pageant dress app <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like an it's like remember you used to get those things in the comics the x-ray specs <laughs> it's like that isn't it I don't like the bit where they use it on Benjamin Bratt and he's still got his socks on when he's wearing the dress. Socks and shoes. Take the socks off. <laughs> now that's a lesbian look. <laughs> socks and shoes with a dress. Do you like it when they use it on uh, Ernie Hudson? Oh, yeah. He did look hot, actually. <laughs> he's got some strong shoulders on him. Because <laughs> they go for a, he's behind me, isn't he? Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone, everyone has the chance to warn him that he shouldn't do it. But chooses not to, which I think is a reflection of how much of an arsehole that Benjamin Bratt is. <laughs> Nobody likes him. <laughs> it's not just us. <laughs> and it's those those cardboard cutout cops that are in the background again, isn't it? Like, oh, like going, shouting at all the, the women, yeah, 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 and all this. And then yeah. when he turns up, Woo! they just disperse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Back to work, guys. <laughs> But then they do it on Sandra Bullock and realise for the first time she's hot. Wait a minute, she's a woman. (laughs) She had a sauce stain on her shirt. I had no idea. (laughs) I thought she was a guy. You know what I do find though here is well, up until this point Ernie Hudson isn't playing the the kind of cardboard cutout version of his character which would be the angry angry black police chief. (laughs) (laughs) You know, with the belt and braces and the rag on. <laughs> He's not playing that up until this point. He will come to play it later on in the film. <laughs> so then she reads her mind and starts beating up Benjamin Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Takes him to the gym and just beats the crap out of him. <laughs> I'm on her side. Like 110% here. <laughs> Even the bit where she rolls over and there's a kind of chunk hanging out the side. I, I looked over that fact. I, I saw past that chunky flab hanging out the side. I didn't even notice that, Ross, because I'm not as shallow as you. <laughs> I was just too busy thinking, I'd like, I'd like her to give me a leg chokehold. <laughs> I'd like she can kick me in the balls any day. <laughs> so she agrees to do it, to enter the beauty pageant, because he wins. Then fights and then beats him up again. Then he beats her up and then she beats him up and then... It's a cycle of violence, Grant. Yes, yes. And anger begat anger. <laughs> and then Edward is, is on the sideline going, get her, get her! <laughs> Edward from Twilight, that is. She agrees to go undercover and they go to the kind of headquarters of the beauty pageant. To meet uh, the best character in this film. 
Bill. <laughs> Mr. Shatner. Who, let's face it, could have just played William Shatner. Like, <laughs> he, he, could, have, he could have played William Shatner. There's nothing stopping him. Yeah. Maybe they would have had to pay him royalties, though, for using his name. <laughs> but then he couldn't play this slightly exaggerated camp version of himself. Very true. Because he's. Teaming up with Candace Bergen as well, I'm liking that. Yeah. Like, little foreshadowing in some Boston legal there. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I've thought that. But. Let's, let's be honest, William Shatner isn't the main character here. He should be, but he's not. It's yes. Candace Borgman is like the beauty queen. Mr. Congeniality. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the beauty queen, and she there's a great shot that you see the one where she stands up and, and the picture of the, the crown behind her is on nice her Nice one, Donald Petrich. <laughs> Petrich. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to merge both the names, so I'm right <laughs> whatever I say. He's rich and arachnids. <laughs> but I can't William Shatner is God's gift to cinema. <laughs> He's not overly camp. He's camp enough. The bit where he goes, ravishing. It's <laughs> fantastic. He's as camp as who, a character who's meant to be gay, who turns up kind of not long after this, which is Michael Caine, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. he's quite a camp as well. But not particularly. Like you wouldn't tell it if you missed the start at the the bit at the start. You wouldn't necessarily know it. You're just <laughs> slightly more camp than the other one. And you get some foreshadowing too. Candace Bergen's assistant creepily chatting up some women. Typical guy. <laughs> no <laughs> respect. Well, I'm always doing Grant, and then I always look at myself, and I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> do you do you hear the porn title that they give the film that Miss New Jersey starred in? Miss Bestiality. <laughs> no. <laughs> no but just like I thought of that joke and I couldn't fit in anywhere so I thought I'd finally found a point <laughs> I set you up perfectly without even knowing it because <laughs> the real film porn title is Armageddon On which kind of made me think was this like a 12 when it came out I think it is because they they only mentioned sex once it's at the very very end yeah so 12 yeah, it must have been a or PG maybe. It's like a zookeeper, eh? The, <laughs> we made out for hours. <laughs> I don't say that to each other. So Michael Caine shows up too, and he refuses to act badly. <laughs> it's the bit where he goes, "Your hair is terrible," and then he looks at uh, Benjamin Bratt and goes, "Yours, however, is perfect." <laughs> <laughs> like I think. I, it's not the most like insulting way that they could introduce like a camp character, put it that way. Like, you know, at least it's kind of nice. So they go out for dinner, don't they? I mean, Sandra Bullock and the looks. McCain. McCain. I wish that was his nickname. <laughs> the looks he's given her are priceless. He's so funny. <laughs> he's so disgusted. <laughs> he hasn't seen someone chomp on meat like that since Jaws Four. Yeah. <laughs> you having that? Superb joke. <laughs> I'm not sure what this note's all about, but my next note is sad, shiny girl said Michael Caine had gone mad. <laughs> Do you remember a sad, shiny girl? <laughs> I don't, to be honest. <laughs> Sandra, Sandra Bullock does do a, a quite a good job, though, making herself look quite unattractive here, eh? which is like genuinely tucking into that food quite ravenously. <laughs> I love the joke he makes as well. When he's like looking at her and he calls her Dirty Harriet. <laughs> Michael Caine is great in this film. <laughs> and I, I haven't seen a walk like that since Jurassic Park. <laughs> I love that. 
Thank God he's in this film now. <laughs> he's, he's, he's one of the people who make it. What's the line about you can't beat a deaf mute? <laughs> I don't know. I think you're watching your own film. Oh, no, that was a... He, he, it's when Michael Caine's talking about, um, you know, he coached a girl to be a winner, mm-hmm. but then in the final she came up against a deaf mute. <laughs> you can't beat a deaf mute. <laughs> and he was like, you can't beat a deaf mute. <laughs> There's a bit here I really hate though, which is when they're crossing the street and Sandra Bullock does a Hey, I'm walking here, I'm walking here. <laughs> she is no Dustin Hoffman. No, no. <laughs> Although, imagine this film exactly the way it is, but with Dustin Hoffman as Tootsie in the title. <laughs> <laughs> but but being like a, a male cop beforehand yeah, and then having to go tootsie. undercover yeah. as a yeah, that would be that would be a better film. <laughs> You would still find her attractive, Ross. <laughs> you love Tootsie, don't you? You were gutted when I told you it was Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> I only saw the back half. I didn't know it was Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get more kind of exposition of they're making a bomb, don't yeah. we? <laughs> Ooh, well, we'd guess that much from the paper clippings that we saw earlier on. And the, them talking about them making a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and the next scene is them on a plane. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're flying out, and she's watching videos of uh, Miss World pageants and things like that, Miss USA. And uh, she's practicing her fake crying. And although she's acting whilst acting, she actually does like a really good job of like that kind of hysterical crying they do for they're waving their hands at their face <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Eh? She does a really good job of that. And then it's makeover time, eh? which she's blatantly just getting areas waxed that have already been waxed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Baby bum clean <laughs> when they go in, and then they're taking <laughs> more hair off. They're doing like the backs of knuckles and stuff as well. I didn't even know that was something that girls had to get done. <laughs> I've never met a girl with particularly hairy knuckles. <laughs> Except for that orangutan. <laughs> <was> <laughs> that gorilla was pretty hairy. <laughs> but she was a hottie. <laughs> she sh- shared love of bananas. <laughs> You know the bit where Benjamin Bratt walks up to the makeup table and he's like, oh, that's a lot of meat. Ever seen one this big to the girls? He is so fired. <laughs> Sexual <laughs> harassment, you're you. <laughs> and he deserves it too. That was blatant sexual harassment. I think I'd like this bit more though if it was a bit more like the creation of Frankenstein. A bit more lightning. and <laughs> Yeah, plus it's also like, it's in a hangar bay as if it's just some like secret, top secret weapon. Which, I was in two minds whether I liked, because I hate the makeover scene, yeah. but I like the setting. I like the way it's done, like a military operation, and a hangar bay, like she has some kind of, because she has the secret weapon. So she comes out? Well, there's a great line from Michael Caine as well, where he comes over and they're going, how do I look? And he goes, another two coats and a sealant coat. <laughs> <laughs> well, when she makes a big entrance, I know my big thought was, wow. She's beautiful in a slightly different way. <laughs> I was thinking, forget what I said about that roly fat earlier on. <laughs> there she is, is no role of fat on her. Top not well, I think there is, but it's the kinda of, the stuff that makes a woman shaped rather yeah. than stick shaped, which is I'm all for. <laughs> That's very big of you, Ross. I like my women shaped like women. <laughs> so what song does she come out to Grant? I don't know. What is it? Mustang Sally. Oh, of course. <laughs> Followed so quickly 
By, She's a lady. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, Just in whoa. case we were of any kind of. <laughs> Maybe it is Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Because uh, they're all like, oh, she's really hot now. But she's, she was hot. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, all they've done is taken away her monobrow and given her a dress to wear. Oh, yeah. That's it. She fa- she falls twice in this scene as it's well. It's like a heel fall, yeah. It's like a naked gun style. Yeah. That's all right. I can, I can, I can live with the slapstick of that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's a bit soon after each other, to be honest. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, it's echoed later on, isn't it? Like, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. They do, like, quite a few heel falls sort of thing. And then she has to get on a bus with all the other pageant contestants, because that's definitely the way it works. <laughs> they all get a bus together. <laughs> it's just like school, Grant. You all get the bus. <laughs> you get dropped off your packed lunch in a bag. <laughs> just a bit celery in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's some worrying food scenes later on. And they start singing this pageant song. And Sandra Bullock, like, clearly hates it, and you're like, oh, you really feel for her, you really do, and you're like... <laughs> She's walked into the lion's den here. You know what I thought when I was watching this? You know how, like, some films are really obvious in the way they set things up? Mm-hmm. And she gets on and she sits aside Miss Rhode Island, and she's really nice to her. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, I, I knew who you were because I'd memorised the 50 other mm-hmm. entrants. I was like, ah, oh, so I'm assuming her photographic memory will come into it later on. No. <laughs> it never turns up again it's a pointless line <laughs> it's just like a line that they've used to describe why they aren't suspicious of who she is <laughs> so if you thought the cops were creepy perverts before wait until they're watching her <sighs> camera where you can see all the beauty pageant contestants <laughs> we are so excited <laughs> for as much as they portray women badly at some points in this like very cardboard cutouts mm-hmm. the men get such a bad shake down as well <laughs> they're just constantly like oh attractive women they're basically swimsuits. Pe- Pepe Le Pew this yeah. <laughs> well hello Sherry <laughs> she makes a terrible joke about the word aloha <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's when they're sitting down to the like inaugural uh, dinner thing <laughs> breakfast it's breakfast isn't it because she's like Ian and they're not because mm-hmm. they're all thin, Grant. And, of course, women all know that's how you get thin, Grant, isn't it? By not eating breakfast. No, come on. Emphatically not how the body works. No. When you don't eat, your body goes on what's called survival mode, i.e. instead of burning calories, you retain Retain them. more of yeah. what comes in. Yeah. So then when you have lunch, all that fat gets retained. Fact of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is diet tips from two fat bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Shatner's back he is <laughs> given this his is, speech <laughs> oh, this is about where he says isn't she ravishing <laughs> that's fantastic I would never fire Shatner though they're talking about how Shatner's getting fired yeah I would retain Shatner's services <laughs> with my beauty pageant which I'm setting up apparently <laughs> so you have to hear <laughs> There's a beauty pageant now starting. Grant's owning it and Shatner's. <laughs> going to be the host. <laughs> Would you like to be the host for Miss Scotland? <laughs> Miss Fife. <laughs> Miss Don't Jump the Shark? <laughs> Sending your entries to at Don't Jump Shark. <laughs> Sending your pictures of Ernie Hudson in a dress. <laughs> Free postcard to the first person that sends in a picture of Ernie Hudson in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think at this point, though, this is like... I've not really overly cared for Sandra Bullock up to this point, but I think at this point, where she's put diametrically opposite the beauty pageant contestants mm. and can just run her mouth to some sarcasm, mm. she actually really, really picks up. Yeah, you. it's quite zingy. I love the bit where the dumb one comes to her room. Is that Miss Rhode Island? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not stereotyping because you knew who I meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she just has, she's talking about how much she loves it and all that. And Sandra Phillips just has this disgusted look on her face. Just like, For God's sake. <laughs> you simpleton. <laughs> A spring would keep you entertained. <laughs> Do you know that the scene just before that, though, when they're in the gym and they're all working out? Mm-hmm. Do you know they're still wearing their sashes? <laughs> do you think it's simply because it's early on in the film and we've not fully gotten a link of who's who from which state whereas later on in the film they take them off willy nilly <laughs> yeah at this point they're in the gym better wear our sashes <laughs> <laughs> they're in the sweatbands <laughs> so who would you prefer coming to your room to visit you would you prefer Michael Caine or Benjamin Bratt <laughs> I think of the Cider House rules and I would like him to come in my room and tuck me in. <laughs> Instead he comes to teach her how to walk. Because apparently she's not a human being. <laughs> no. She's never learned that yet. <laughs> but aye, Benjamin Bratt, the slimy fucker, comes to visit her too and calls her beautiful then immediately takes it back. Because he's a slimy fucker. <laughs> he's not... He's, he's stingy with those compliments. <laughs> You're beautiful. Oh, I mean... Uh, nothing. <laughs> Quite a good impression. <laughs> Michael Caine is single-handedly improving this film in every scene he's in. <laughs> is that the scene where when she's going to leave... She puts the guns down. Yeah. And it's the good old kind of Mary Poppins joke yeah. where things will just keep coming out of And his line is... No armoured car. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> she comes back with an equally good light. It's a nail dress. <laughs> and then the bad guy blows up a dummy and if I'm entirely honest, I kind of forgot there was a bad guy. <laughs> Did you notice um, that Benjamin Bratt calls Michael Caine a fruitcake? Which I thought was reasonably insulting, actually. <laughs> I was like, you can't call him that. <laughs> There's also the great line where they're talking about her talent mm-hmm. as well. And uh, she goes, oh, I know what I'm going to do for my talent. And Michael Caine butts in with, you can't have sex on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she goes, I didn't even know that was an option. <laughs> Isn't this the bit then where she sings the awful song to Benjamin Brown? Like, you love me, you want to kiss me. And all that awful. Yeah, yeah. He goes in a kiss and, like, just ends up eating a cigar instead. It's weird. <laughs> and then she says he's got a small dick, and it's like, yeah, it kind of seems the type. <laughs> he's, he's overgroomed. I would, I would say that's probably likely. I mean, he's Lamborghini. <laughs> Which I imagine he drives. <laughs> probably about right. <laughs> Shall we stop for the game? Yeah. Okay, for this week's game, we're going to answer some beauty pageant questions. Top ten, apparently, beauty. <laughs> Most typical. <Of> all time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can't sing that anymore, but we won't get the rights for it. <laughs> so, Ross. Yes. What famous person does your personality most parallel? 
Well, I have to say, probably Mark Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> well, that answer, I'd say I was that, I was that guy that, that uh, tried to shoot Ronald Reagan for Jodie Foster. <laughs> John Hinckley, was it? I think, yeah, I think John Hinckley, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so, Grant, what quality do you most like in yourself, and why? I think it would be my willingness to shoot Ronald Reagan for <laughs> Uh World peace. <laughs> world peace is the is is the quality you most like about yourself. Yeah, I, I bring world peace <laughs> everywhere you go. You spread world peace. There's never been a war right next to me. I'm telling you that. <laughs> what about the war for your love? <laughs> <laughs> between Russia and the United States. <laughs> you are the Iron Curtain of Love, Grant. <laughs> what is the biggest challenge to young people today? I'd say the biggest challenge to young people today remains the same as it has always been, Grant. And that is to get out of bed. <laughs> Still to this day, fully grown adults find it too hard and sit and watch Jeremy Kyle instead of getting out of bed. <laughs> so, Grant... What is the one feature you would like to change about yourself, and why? My third nipple. I'm just so sick of the Scaramanga jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you keep this third nipple? <laughs> it's in a jar on my mantelpiece. <laughs> you can't, you can't bear yourself to throw it away. <laughs> Which celebrity would you invite to a dinner party, and why? I would like to invite Mark Chapman <laughs> to compare and contrast our lives. I see you more as an Ed Gein myself. <laughs> so Grant, do you think professional athletes are overpaid? Yes. Next. <laughs> what is your definition of success? Professional athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> If you could change one thing about the world, what would it be? The ozone layer? I'm totally sick of that thing. <laughs> like, I really, really want to keep using more fossil fuels and, like, bad deodorant so I can get rid of more of it. It's just a total piece of shit, that ozone layer. <laughs> How awesome would it be if we didn't have it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How sunny would it be? <laughs> Fucking ozone layer. The follow the the previous comments were not indicative of Don't Jump the Shark the podcast. <laughs> Please don't believe we wish to destroy the ozone layer. <laughs> what bothers you most about what is happening in your country today? It was a bit wet today. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did ask today. <laughs> that bothered me. <laughs> if you could be on the cover of any magazine, <laughs> which would it be and why? <laughs> I would choose to be on the cover of Hermaphrodite Dog magazine <laughs> so I could show the world my Hermaphrodite Dog. <laughs> it got itself pregnant. Hermaphrodite Dog. <laughs> Two people will get that joke. <laughs> I think everybody can appreciate that joke. <laughs> well, who wins, Ross? Well, I guess one way to find out. Now the swimsuit around. <laughs> You've got to understand world peace is what wins. <laughs> okay, so we have the we have Miss Morningside 
come back into the storyline, don't we? Mm-hmm. And at this point, I thought, is, is she... that Candace Bergen? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I thought, is she maybe the citizen? No, in fact, she is the citizen. I'm, I'm hundred percent sure of it now already. And it's she not, does. It's not William Shatner. No, <laughs> no. As he does his funny little dances. <laughs> but we have the the spout of the gum line as well, which is gonna. Oh yeah. <laughs> Remember when teachers used to make that? You do that. <laughs> Although, do you think any teacher would do that now? Spit that gum in your mouth into my open hand. <laughs> my open, unprotected hand. <laughs> Let me go and get my safety gloves on. <laughs> and face shield. <laughs> so what's our special talent she eventually decides on? Plain... I don't even know how you would class Plain, plain glasses? glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Not the type you wear on your face. The type yeah. that are full of liquid. Slightly full of water, yeah. There's a great reaction from Shatner at this bit as well where <laughs> she hits a bum note and he just gives the most subtle reaction he can <laughs> which is him like wrapped up to ten yeah. which is most people wrapped up to ten <laughs> climbing over the furniture <laughs> it's like you ever seen Star Trek 4 yes you know the subtle reaction he gives when he notices Spock is swimming with the whale. <laughs> you remember that? When he's like slapping his face and Jumping walking behind people. It's another typical great Shatner underplayed reaction here. So is this this is the bit where they kind of get a little bit below the surface and realise that she's not kind of happy with who she is. And... Well, like, she jumps on the guy first, eh? Because she sees the guy's got a gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But, eh... Uh, Apparently he just had a gun, because it's America, and that's enough of a reason. <laughs> they say that, don't they? Yeah. Of course he had a gun. We're in Texas. <laughs> of course he had a gun. It's America. <laughs> it's his right to have a gun. <laughs> you know, I love Shatner's, like, talking about, my family never had guns. They were Quakers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he just said that as well. It's like it wasn't in the script. <laughs> is this guy still here? It's his family history. <laughs> and Candace Bergen rallies against feminists and intellectuals at this bit, doesn't she? <laughs> Ugly women. <laughs> That's another way of phrasing that. <laughs> I, think, I think you may want to rephrase that. <laughs> Seriously hamper your relationship's chances for the future. <laughs> Oh, you're intelligent and a feminist. You must be an uggo. <laughs> I don't even have to look to tell that. <laughs> I can tell it over the phone. <laughs> I can tell it from behind. <laughs> I can hear you talking about rights and such. <laughs> See, you took that innocently. I meant that darkly. <laughs> so, she gets pulled into the pool. Is that this bit? By Benjamin Bratt? Well, Benjamin Bratt nearly gets fired first as well. And you're like, go ahead. We don't care. <laughs> be quite happy to see that. <laughs> and yeah, and then Michael Caine and Sandra Bilk have a sarcasm off. <laughs> and yeah, and then she pulls the gun on Michael Caine. And it's so gutting because he looks so upset. Yeah. You're like, oh, come on. He's hot. <laughs> yeah. Because that's when they kind of scratch the surface, isn't it? And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. she's not really as happy as she seems. I do like his line there, though. He's like, I'm guessing you're going to be pro-gun control when you ask about it. Because she goes to quit. Do you think maybe the third act's coming soon? <laughs> maybe. Fast down the path. <laughs> I, can, I can see it coming. 
Yeah, this is a bit where he pulls her into the pool, isn't it? I was to wondering prove he's still an arsehole. Yeah. I was wondering if they were going to reenact that scene from, is it striptease? <laughs> <laughs> well, he does say to her, you look good wet, and it's like, jeez, oh, someone lock this man up. Come on, this is a 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the male, co- male cops are back in a tizzy again because it's a swimsuit round. Oh. It's like, you know the reaction shots in Basic Instinct? Which yeah. shows her vagina. This yeah. is basically these guys' yes. reactions here. <laughs> it's like men have never seen a woman in like <laughs> 10 years. If you showed this video in a prison. Because <laughs> this is where Michael Caine puts in the, the chicken fillets, isn't it? Yeah, and then sprays someone in her behind. Which I think it's hair, hairspray. Is it? I guess to stop, yeah, because he says it's to stop the swimsuit from riding up. I want to know. Another good tip from the Jumpshare <laughs> podcast. I want to know something here, Grant, and maybe you'll be able to help me. What is the swimsuit section a test of? <laughs> <laughs> is it how well you fill out a swimsuit? Is that pretty much so, it? Durability. <laughs> uh, Shatner's jacket is pretty good. This is bit of red. It's sparkly red. Sparkly red, red. yeah, yeah, I do remember that. He does say, whoa, man, as well. <laughs> Let's bring up the next warm man. <laughs> he's a caveman. It's like he paused halfway through the one woman. Whoa, like man. He's a, <laughs> like he's a camp caveman. <laughs> Campton caveman? No? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> this is the worst joke I've ever seen. <laughs> leave it in. <laughs> we have the little kind of piss taker there. The world peace answer bit next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. We're all just like, world peace, world peace, world peace. And she's like, tougher gun control. Well, she says, uh, tougher, tougher crackdown on violations of probation. <laughs> and then they're all kind of like standing there. And then she goes, and world peace. And they all start clapping. <laughs> <laughs> that's a trailer moment right there. Eh? Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, that's a, that's a good point in that film where they're like, yeah, the audience watching beauty pageants are as vacuous as the people answering world peace in the <laughs> and the next question too what's for your favourite date and the girl says April 25th <laughs> <laughs> but what makes it funny is the look on Shatner's face <laughs> it's priceless <laughs> it's like someone's told him they've rammed jam inside his hamster or something <laughs> It's like the most confused anyone can ever be. <laughs> Rama Jama Ham. There's <laughs> <laughs> a don't have a shark t-shirt. Rama Jama Ham. Rama Jama Ham. Just a, a hamster with a slightly worried look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> she does an impression of Rain Man as well. <laughs> this is the scene where she comes in because she's got to have girl chat with him. Yeah. And she's like working. She's flexing up. And she goes in with a pizza and light beer mm-hmm. and she says about the pizza like they're like oh I don't have a slice and she goes it's alright they're going to throw it up anyway and you're <laughs> like well that actually is probably the harsh reality of beauty pageants but should we maybe approach it in a more serious manner than, <laughs> than taking the piss and moving quickly off the point it's very much orgasm voices when they're when they're eating it as well <gasps> oh <laughs> 
Whereas they're eating it, it's pretty disgusting actually. It's like your orgasm noise is good. That's their orgasm noise. Alright, it's an impression, it's an not impression. an imitation. <laughs> this is an aside point, but have you ever heard the the kind of thing about the worst place you can ever go at a fashion show is to the ladies' toilets? Because mm. they use so much um, laxatives to get rid of some waste before they go in. It's horrible. Jeez. This drinking scene was clearly not written by a Scottish person, was it? <laughs> like one beer each. <laughs> and that's there for the night. And, and food in the middle of the table. What's that all about? <laughs> There's, that's room for beer. Yeah. You're going to get drunk quicker if you don't have that food. <laughs> and drumming with neon paint and some... <laughs> yeah, so Rhode Island talks about getting attacked by our lecturer. Yeah, another quite serious point. Yeah. After... The, just having talked about stealing red panties and yeah. titillating me. <laughs> Telling you. Yes. Specifically me. I titillated Grant from the Don't Jump for the Shark podcast. <laughs> yeah, I had to touch on quite a serious point and then move off it so quickly. Oh, back to Miss Morningside Penny or whatever she's called. Miss Money Penny. Because yeah. <laughs> it's her that's, it's, it's obviously her that's it's got yeah, to do Yeah, because they found like a scapegoat. Yeah, for the who's actually behind it all, but then it's revealed that Miss Morningside's behind it all, which has been obvious all along. <laughs> Thanks for that movie. <laughs> but Roxy, I mean uh, Gracie Hart, doesn't think it's all over, does she? No, no, no. She uh, she decides to stay behind, and those spineless boys end up going away, don't they? And she has a go at Benjamin Bratt for not standing up and saying anything. She does, and it's perfectly legitimate, isn't it? Yeah, get your balls out, Benjamin, <laughs> you big pussy. And Ernie Hudson turns at the end, Ernie half some because he just balls at everybody in the room and tells them to get out. And, uh, and then ha- she's got the hand in her gun in her badge. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest movie cliche ever. <laughs> and your garter belt. <laughs> your chicken fillets. <laughs> she says a line of, I have to protect those girls. It's my job. Which made me think of the film, The... Uh, what was it called? With Tommy Lee Jones, where he had the house at the. You never seen that one with the, It's like a house full of teen girls, and he's got the house at them. It's Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah. I've, What's I've, that called? That's a cracking film. <laughs> it's it? just ridiculous. Tommy Lee Jones destroys his career. Is that what's going? <laughs> it's Tommy Lee Jones' paycheck. This is called. <laughs> so Candace Bergen has a. I'm behind it all, and so is my son. But not really. <laughs> and I am now a completely different person from a completely different film for the rest of it. <laughs> Do you know it's, she does like it's a it's a bad it's a it's a cliche, right? But it like the camera comes in and she's like looking through like notes that she's written mm-hmm. that we know she's written. And that happens a lot in films. And they doing like bad guy filing. <laughs> you always see the bad guy with like some of their stuff and they're always like looking at it and then they pack it up and put it away in a drawer. <laughs> is that is that what they do in their spare time? Is their bad guy filing? <laughs> so basically she goes to beg Michael Caine to help her for the final. Yeah, Sandra Bullock does, yeah. Yeah. And he heartbreakingly talks about how if he had a daughter he wished it was more like her. Yeah. Quite nice. Because she has been on an Interestingly, that he's never reproduced, though. I think there's <laughs> something behind that. <laughs> he leaves. Yeah, and she goes to the show. 
she has to go to the show and do her own makeup and uh, but she make herself beautiful. Well, yeah, but then she turns up and she mentions it, and we have the fawning girl complex. <laughs> oh, help you, help you! <laughs> we'll ruin it for you, com- competition. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. she's made such good friends with these people over the last time. The opening ceremony. What are they all dressed as? Or Sandra Bullock is anyway. Oh, they are. They're all dressed as the Statue of Liberty. I've never Lady wanted to shack the Statue of Liberty more. <laughs> Except maybe in Ghostbusters too. Oh, when she was alive, yeah, like still plasm. I think maybe Winston Zeddemore has had this thought too. It's like, which Statue of Liberty? <laughs> I, I think we missed a scene where they practice a dance sequence as well, because this is pretty well choreographed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's a great line, isn't there, when she's like about to go up the steps and she thinks she's seen what the bomb is because she sees a, co- a case getting left behind. And uh, she's about to go up and she goes, Oh, I forgot my breasts. <laughs> Fair enough, chicken fillets. Wait, how, how much are you loving the bit? Maybe not as much as me. Where Candace Bergen says, Hold your breath. And from Shatner, we get a. <gasps> <laughs> 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 he's physically holding it into his hand <laughs> he pushed the breath back in <laughs> he doesn't even need to talk and he, he's just fantastic <laughs> I would, every film I would watch if William Shatner was in it I think Schindler's List would be better with William Shatner in it chewing the scenery yeah. in the background <laughs> <laughs> Doing his subtle reactions to the gas chamber. <laughs> no, the gas chamber. <laughs> he loves being this cheesy though. I think this is like one of the roles he was born for. Shatner's list. Shatner's list. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think Shatner would be the one saving them all, you know? He'd never be able to keep that secret if you're written all over his face. <gasps> oh no! Do you think the Nazis come? <laughs> So do you think he'd, he'd more be Ralph Fiennes <laughs> like a photon a photon pulsar rifle <laughs> picking off Jews I think he'd be more Ben Kingsley actually <laughs> uh, so Michael Caine reveals that the ginger guy is Candace Bergen's son yeah. he's probably got better records than the FBI <laughs> <laughs> like they wouldn't have asked him for maybe some of these information <laughs> You're loving the bit though where Benjamin Bratt shows his badge and then Michael Caine shows his makeup case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with him. <laughs> and then he pretends that they're gay. Yeah. Benjamin Bratt's not. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 of no. course not. I'm, I'm a manly man. How could I ever be gay? <laughs> I'm too slimy to be gay. To be honest, the gay community would never have me. <laughs> if you were looking at the two of them without any knowledge of them being <laughs> actors, which one would you pick that was gay? Uh, Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> <laughs> he's been chiselled for most of his life <laughs> and then like another gift from this film to me is uh, Sandra Bullock beating up Benjamin Bratt for her big performance because she can't do the glasses yeah, yeah that's right so she, she, she does self defence for women instead yeah, I, I think that's admirable enough like yeah. she does and, and you know she she it's practical and the, the moves that she uses throughout the rest of the film aren't aren't uh, like over the top it's, it's quite good but did you notice who the judges were one of them looks like a walrus <laughs> he's got a big white moustache and a bald head <laughs> I like uh, Sandra Bullock saying to Benjamin Bratt little Ewick looks a little scared 
Because he tries to walk away and not get beaten up anymore. Yeah. It's manhood slightly hurt, both physically and emotionally. <laughs> so who will be one of the final five Cylons? I mean, if there's a Well, uh... One of them's a lesbian. Remember one of them reveals she's a lesbian? No. And then runs away, and then... Shatner says we'll oh, be back yeah, with our final right, five yeah, lesbians yeah, yeah. at the distance <laughs> <laughs> yeah because then it cuts to the like control room and they're like can we say lesbians <laughs> <laughs> then there's a really vomit inducing scene as she praises the pageant is this the question answering yeah yeah when they they ask the question uh, do you think Miss World uh, Miss USA is out of out of not fashion. What am I saying here? Uh, uh, it's past its time. It's, it's what would you say to those detractors? Mm-hmm. And uh, she she that she comes out with like an okayish kind of reaction. <laughs> Sorry, I keep harking on about them, but when she does her bit at the end, talking about how if anyone tried to hurt any of them, she would be angry and she would try and stop it. Yeah, Shatner's reaction to that bit. It's, it's bizarre. The was was <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> He smiles throughout the whole thing, even though, like, what she's saying is quite violent and stuff. He's just smiling and smiling and smiling. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if you know how their planet set the bomb off at this bit? If Michael Caine was like, some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> well, did you notice, um, it, like, it's, it's like a weaponized crown, and she's realised this fact. Mm-hmm. But she's getting hurried out by like some security men. Like, no, no, come on. And there's like people pushing. If you knew that was a crown with a bomb on it, <laughs> would you not be a bit more like, no, I'm an FBI agent. I've got to get to that crown. It's got Actually, a bomb on it. you wouldn't say, I'm an FBI agent. You would say, I am an FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> and all the while this is going on, Spatner, yeah, Spatner, Shatner is doing a spoken word version of the pageant theme. Shatnerific. <laughs> Shatastic. <laughs> And he just like he's doing his lines regardless of what's going on around her. Because <laughs> she's like, because Miss Rhode Island is won by this point, um, and yeah. she looks like she's just a jealous contestant trying yeah. to wrestle the crown off her. But in actual fact, she's trying to save her friend by wrestling the the bomb crown. <laughs> it's funny, like when you know when she throws it in the air. Yeah. And like Shatner just misses a beat and then carries on with the same. <laughs> And so, yeah, Benjamin Bratt comes to the rescue and then kisses Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I felt... I don't know, it was like watching a brother and sister kiss. It was kind of wrong. They hadn't had, like, enough tension throughout the rest of the film where you were like, oh, I want to see those get together. It's his fault for not playing the character as sleazy instead of lovable (laughs) and sleazy. So she's voted Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Benjamin Bratt looks more like Mr. Bestiality. <laughs> I got it in again. Uh, do you think congeniality, do you think she really covers that word? Is there not like <laughs> another word that they could have used? Like saviour or something? <laughs> Miss <Yes>. Hero? <laughs> Isn't there a better word they could have used? And then she does a bit of a Sally Field with her acceptance speech for Miss Congeniality, doesn't she? She eventually... <laughs> you love me, you really love me. She eventually breaks down and cries, doesn't she? And did you listen to the song during the credits? Well, they, they come back to Mustang Sally at the end, but I'm not sure what... what? You, I think you'd know what I was referring to if you'd heard it. No, what was it? A rap remix of She's a Lady. 
do need it. Go to hell the year 2000. <laughs> Why did anybody think that was good? Film ended. Film, eh? Film over. <laughs> Film over, man. Film over. Our music is Mr. Beef's A Thousand Furious Bees. Check him out on MySpace. Just search for M-I-S-T-E-R So, Grant, what was your jump the shark moment? And why? <laughs> or should I say, <laughs> so, Grant, what is your jump the shark moment and why? Uh, world peace. <laughs> when the girls all rally together to help Gracie. Now, I've watched America's Next Top Model. They would stab her in the back before they did that. <laughs> or should it be her getting together with Benjamin Bratt <laughs> just because you hate him so much yeah and he, d- he hasn't earned it the character hasn't earned it <laughs> and the film hasn't earned it she should just be happy that she's found a more a better version of herself yeah she should be <laughs> she doesn't need Benjamin Bratt and his sliminess <laughs> the clues you in, go girl the clues in the name Bratt <laughs> <laughs> how about you Ross no Grant Every so often, there's a film comes along, and it's aimed at women, and it's enjoyed by everybody because it is a good film and it transcends that kind of girly film or like you know rock you know the kind of film that's aimed at women it tends to be written by women comedians. Like recently, we had Bridesmaid mm-hmm. with Kirsten Wick, and we had uh, Mean Girls written by Tina Fey, um, and this film almost comes close because I always say I genuinely enjoyed quite a lot of this film. Yeah. The, the characters that were around it and I think Sandra Bullock was really good which it's said that definitely the best rom-com we've done yeah definitely miles. better than Twilight <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah rom-com if <laughs> <laughs> um, com stands for crime <laughs> crime committed <laughs> but I think the problem with this one is it it goes past the line of oh this is a a film about a woman who, like you say, finds a better version of herself and, like, like takes away from the mythos of Miss World contestants or airheads and she finds genuine nice people behind it. And instead, it goes for the ugly duckling turned into the swan, mm. mashed into that story. So you have points like, um, you're not having sex on the stage. <laughs> like, lines like that, and when they spit the gum out, but... Things like that, the the world peace answer, like taking the mick out of that, and the admiral sentiment of self defence throughout the whole mm-hmm. film. You're like, that's those are all good things that haven't really been said very well in other films, and then this comes along and just is like, no, no, there's a beautiful girl underneath all of that rubbish, and you're like, well, there's not always. You've just got to be happy with who you are, <laughs> not the beautiful version of yourself. So for me. The jump shark moment was the preparing of her in the hangar bay like a secret weapon, because mm-hmm. it was yeah, it was funny, but at the same time you knew exactly where the film was going. Mm-hmm. She was going to become this beautiful person from the ugly duckling that she'd become. And learned some lessons shark. along the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to this film for hiring William Shatner and Michael Caine. <laughs> Imagine if it, I mean if it only had one, it wouldn't have been as good. If I had neither, just a Benjamin Bratt. Ooh, awful. Terrible film. That's 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 verging on pretty lady territory. <laughs> pretty lady. 
Pretty lady. Pretty lady. <laughs> pretty lady. It was a more posh version I watched. <laughs> it was the Jerry Lewis version. Pretty lady. <laughs> so that's us. Um, if you want to give us a follow on Twitter, Grant, where would you follow us? At Don't Jump Shark. What about if they want to find us on Facebook, though? Don't Jump the Shark Film Podcast. What if they only had access to email? <laughs> <laughs> and not Twitter or Facebook nope, nope. No. just some kind of bizarre email reader <laughs> soul email <laughs> which is one of those internet computers that only have email in them and that's it um, don't jump a shark at hotmail.com that's us bye see you later Next week, what do we do for next week? Oh, I do? forgot to tell you, I did an interview about Don't Jump the Shark at work today. Did you? Yeah. Was it good? Was oh. it? Mm-hmm. Didn't mention you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> My genius vision. <laughs> <laughs> and who do you do the podcast with? No one. <laughs> it's a piece of soul work. <laughs> well, no, was, uh, there's this other person called Ross, but it's a Tyler Durden song. <laughs> This is more handsome version of me. It's just me doing two voices. <laughs> Next time on Don't Jump the Shark, Daredevil. Oof, the man without shame. <laughs> Look at that outfit. Did a blind person film this film as well? <laughs> <laughs>